0: Welcome to Nationwide Market Insights for July 19th, 2023. How strong is the construction industry right now? After a rough year last year, the housing market has shown some signs of life in 2023, despite still high mortgage rates. Home construction has bounced back, too, although there remains some concerns ahead if the economy falls into a recession. What's the current state of residential home building? And what trends are we watching over the rest of the year and into 2024? Also, what are we expecting for commercial construction? This is Brian Kirk. And with me today to walk through these markets are Senior Economist, Ben Ayers and Economist, Daniel Vilheber. Ben, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, for sure. So we've seen home sales ticking up. Uh, They're ticking up higher this year and builders are feeling much more optimistic about the market for new homes. So what factors are driving these trends and what are you watching for around home construction?
1: Yeah, you're right. The, The housing market, particularly on the residential side, has had a better 2023 than expected. You know, you look mortgage rates, you know, they came down a little bit at the beginning of this year and that helped pop some activity. But now they're back up to around seven percent for a 30-year fixed mortgage, which is at the you know about the peaks that we've been at over the past year or so, but we still see some activity. Um, you know, home sales have bounced back from recent lows, especially new home sales, which really climbed quite sharply from February through the May data, which is the latest one that we have. And you know, housing starts, it's always a little bit volatile, but we we've seen starts have picked up as well. Soaring in May, bouncing coming back a little bit in June, the number we just got this morning, um, but overall still on the upward trend as well. So, you know, pointedly, all of these numbers are much lower than they were a year ago, and they're still relatively low compared to where we'd like the housing market to be, and that's that's the reaction to the, low, the high mortgage rates that we have right now. But I think we found that the bottom is higher than we expected, given some of the underlying trends that are supporting demand for housing, even with many of the headwinds that we have from a cost perspective. I think there's two main factors here. Um, first of all, job and income games have been stronger over the past couple months than we expected, and that's helping to support household income. So you know, maybe they're looking at those affordability concerns saying, well, I'm getting raises, I'm, I still have a good job, and so maybe I still can't afford that mortgage. And secondly, there's still a strong underlying demand supported by demographics. There's still a large millennial generation and even the Gen Z that's coming behind it that are demanding housing so there's still a lot of need for housing we have underbuilt over the past decade or so and because of that there's still just that underlying demand for housing and i think there's a sizable contingent of the market that wants to buy a home even with the higher cost and the lack of supply they want to tap into what they see are rising values of homes uh, and they figure that yeah rates are higher now but eventually they're going to come back down and i can just refinance and get back down to a lower rate and lower my mortgage payment at that point. And I think because of that, we're still seeing, you know, a solid pace of home purchase. not very strong, and despite many of the headwinds that we have in the current market. Uh, I will say there are two key trends within here that we want to highlight, particularly as it pertains to construction. And that's first is we're seeing stronger growth for new home sales. You know, we see a continued historically low supply of existing homes available to buy, Most current homeowners have a very low mortgage rate, and they don't want to trade up for the current market rate. So they're sitting on their hands and not coming into the market and waiting until maybe rates come down before they ultimately try the list and take advantage of the higher prices that we've seen in many markets. And that's really limiting the amount of supply on the existing home side. And so buyers are just shifting to new homes. They're saying, oh, I want to buy a home, so I'll just build one. And we've seen that with the total share of total home sales, that is new sales, has climbed for about 10%. To about 15%. Now it's still a pretty low share. most sales are still existing, but you know, an increase from 10% to 15% just over a one-year basis, that's a pretty large increase. So clearly buyers are, you know, turning to new builds because they have so few options on the market. And then secondly, you know, we have seen unfortunately that a higher the higher mortgage rates have priced out a significant chunk of first-time home buyers. And so we've seen a shift generally away from home ownership and back towards rental housing and we're seeing that many builders are responding to that. They're building more apartments and condos. Single-family starts, You know, while they were up a little bit in May and June, are down about 15% from where they er- were in, in early 2022, as builders see more demand for single-family homes are really waning. Multifamily starts were the highest since 1986 in May, as rental needs are really soaring across many cities across the country. So these are two key trends that are you know, I guess, I think supporting the residential construction market and and probably trends that will continue for the rest of the year into 2024 as we see the market evolve for the next six to 12 months.
0: Well, thanks, Ben. So Daniel, let's get some thoughts from you on this too. Now, regarding inflation, we've seen inflation cool sharply over the past year. And that's been led mostly by improvements in supply chains that were diminished so much during the pandemic. So that good news should equate to lower cost and fewer delays for construction materials. Is that what you're seeing take place?
2: Yes, we're starting to see a little bit of that, emphasis on a little bit uh, for materials and components for construction. But it's important to note that costs are still very high from a historical perspective, and they're just coming down from a recent peak. But yes, downward pressure is coming from long-awaited improvements in supply chains. One area where costs continue to rise is in labor. Wages for construction workers were up, four point seven percent in june which is well above the average across all industries but that notwithstanding housing completions are up from last year number of houses under construction has moved off its record high from fourth quarter last year and we don't have data yet as it's reported annually but the time for building a house from start to completion hit a record high in 2022. it seemed that down is the only way for that uh, for that to go that doesn't mean that builders are starting to tear through projects but it does seem apparent that they're making better progress on backlogs. From a big picture perspective, the supply side of the market is looking pretty good, especially compared to the market for existing homes. The number of new homes for sale is very solid, well above the long-run average. The pace for single-family starts maybe isn't quite as solid, but it's not bad and it's certainly enough to maintain the level of new homes for sale. And this is helping to bring the uh, this is helping to bring prices back down. The median sale price for a new home in June was down over $60,000 from its peak in October. In fact, the most recent data suggests that the average price per square foot for a new home is now below that for an existing home, and that's mostly due to the supply side of the, pers- of the respective markets. Well,
0: let's follow up on some of the things you just said there about, that, about the changing market dynamics. How are builders responding to this? What are you hearing them say about the uh, expected sales data
2: Well, according to the most recent housing market survey from the National Association of Home Builders, builders are relatively optimistic, far more than they were at the beginning of the year. The index for expected sales in the next six months is roughly equal to the long-run median, which is saying something when you consider the possibility of a recession starting later in the year. Building permits were strong again in June. Even single-family permits were solid, so we're not expecting a big decline in starts at least in the next couple of months. Builders should continue to build. One reason for that is that builders have a way of putting their thumb on the scale, so to speak, to help sales in times of lower demand. They offer incentives to home buyers. So, for example, in times where demand is being held back by higher rates, they may offer, and in fact have been offering, mortgage rate buy-downs to get buyers to pull the trigger. This takes away one of the primary factors suppressing demand from buyers during a, a time of high mortgage rates and helps builders who are now finishing more projects to unload finished houses which is costly for them to keep on the market. These types of incentives seem like they can be enough to keep sales going and builder confidence high during a time where unemployment is low and wages are still climbing. If the labor market is still very strong, and it is, supply isn't an issue in the new home market and is an issue in the existing home market, and builders can help with mortgage rates to incentivize prospective buyers, that all bodes pretty well for sales on the new home side and for builder confidence.
0: Well, Ben, let's transition now from what Daniel just said about the changing dynamics in the market. And I want to hear your thoughts about the path forward now. So like we heard uh, from Daniel, the builders do seem more optimistic. Um, However, the recession is in the forecast. So what's your outlook for home construction over the next year in context of an expected uh, recession?
1: Yeah, you know, we do still expect a recession to occur later this year. And and while we expect it to be more modest to moderate, uh, it's still a downturn, and that will have some pretty big impact on the outlook that we have for the overall construction market, but particularly the residential market. Um, you know, as we said, we do expect mortgage rates to remain higher, um, with the Fed not easing likely until 2024. You know, we're up to about again about seven percent for a 30-year fixed mortgage rate. You know, maybe we stay at that level, a little bit above, a little bit below, really into next year. And when you layer in some likely job losses, lower income concerns, uh, you're really putting some pressure on the affordability of homes. And so because of that, we expect the housing activity is going to remain relatively subdued um, for much of the rest of the year and probably into the first half of 2024. It's really probably not until we see mortgage rates come down significantly, which probably won't happen until the second half of next year where we really see a pop in activity. And that's the overall market. You know, total home sales should probably dip again later this year and early into 2024. But as we've laid out, it's actually a decent market for new homes right now with such low supply on the existing home front. And likely that inventory of existing homes is going to remain very tight into next year. The same dynamics that are keeping people from listing are still going to be there into next year. And it should maintain a relatively stable rate of demand for new homes, as we're seeing so far in 2023, you know builders will continue to be, I think, a little limited on their investing in single-family home construction. They're so focused on the multifamily because that's just typically what we see around a downturn. They're going to not put a lot of investment in there until they really see signs that the market is taking off again. But I think, as Daniel just laid out, there there shouldn't be a plunge in activity. We're not expecting a huge downturn around. Uh, for construction activity around a downturn in the overall economy, uh, just a more measured expansion of of housing completions in line with what is needed from a supply standpoint. And that should also mean higher-than-average apartment construction for the time being as well. As I said, eventually those mortgage rates are going to decline, we think, uh, particularly focused on the second half of 2024. So you get down to the sixes maybe by the end of next year. You know, you have a five-handle. On the the 30-year the fixed mortgage rate, and that's going to boost housing demand, and probably will drive more current homeowners to list their homes. Um, Interestingly, this could actually mean more competition for home builders because right now they have a bit of a captive audience with such few um, existing homes on the market that you know it's driving those again those buyers into the new home market next year. If we see you know maybe a slight flux in in, in activity of uh, listed existing homes, you know that will provide a little bit more competition for home builders. But still, you know I think. The, the underlying demand need, and when you think of an overall boost in housing activity around lower mortgage rates and, and a recovery from a downturn, should boost new home sales as well. Just yet again, I think there's going to be a little bit more activity on the existing home side, relatively com- comparable.
0: Well, I know you and Daniel have been talking uh, most of this podcast about residential uh, construction. Before we wrap up this episode, though, Ben, what can you tell us about the commercial construction industry?
1: sure you know it's been a, a rough couple years for uh commercial construction around covid you know obviously back in 2020 most businesses were closed for a while and unfortunately we saw a lot of businesses close uh, and obviously we've seen lingering impacts on demand for construction space you know particularly office buildings with most people you know maybe working in a hybrid situation you know i think most office buildings are you know, maybe only half full still even several years later and companies are really assessing how much building use and how much building space they need. Um, so a lot of changes in the commercial space. It really hasn't been until the past year that we've seen the total value of commercial construction has really taken off. With COVID, really finally in the rearview mirror for both, most folks. As as we look across the activity, you know the value of residential construction has contracted sharply over the past year. to measure it with, you know, the the declines that we've seen in single family um, starts. Um, but it's really non residential construction It's up more than 17 percent on the past year as of May. Um, so, see, finally seeing a big surge in, in demand on the commercial side. Uh, much as has been for healthcare, we've seen a big push towards building of hospitals again post COVID. Uh, manufacturing has seen a, a bit of a pop despite some of the reductions. We've seen in overall manufacturing demand. It's been mainly a tech sector thing, I think it's a response to the Chips and Science Act that came out uh, within the past couple of years as far as emphasizing semiconductors domestically, those sort of things. We've seen some investment there as well, uh, and that's helping to boost private commercial construction spending this year, finally back to getting above those pre-COVID levels after several years of really rather stagnant activity across the commercial space. And there's also been some big public spending, uh, looking at water supply, waste management, roads, uh, other transportation. This is likely the boost from the infrastructure bill that was passed back at the end of 2021. Many of these projects for improving bridges, airports, and dams are finally getting put into place this year, and it's helping to boost some spending by the public sector front on commercial construction as well. Uh, So there's a lot of positive news, I think, this year uh, within the commercial space, but I certainly still have some reservations about overall commercial construction over the next year you know commercial industry and commercial investment tends to be highly cyclical which means it drops a lot around recessions you know booms in good times really cuts back in the bad times and most businesses are already saying this is a poor time to invest in in, to, in their business in response to high costs for running their business and also just the high interest rates it's a lot more expensive to finance many of these projects and so already seeing that many businesses are saying hold on let me we wait off on those projects to maybe interest rates come down or see it get through this recession. And so if you layer in maybe some falling sales around a recession, you know, that typically turns into a weaker period of commercial construction activity. On average, you see about a 10 to 15 percent decline. And the value of commercial construction investment around a downturn, you know, maybe we won't see quite as much of that this time, but still certainly there is some downside risk as we look over the next 6 to 12 months for commercial construction just in response to the overall economic outlook that we have. So if we see a, if we are correct and a recession is on the way,
0: it could mean a much slower stretch for commercial building over the next year or so as a result. Well, Ben, Daniel, thank you both for your comments. Appreciate that. Uh, next week we're going to See, the July Fed meeting happen. So we're going to check and see if they're going to raise rates again or going to pause. Any indication about that, Ben? What do you think? I think they will. You think they will raise rates? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And then uh, that same week, the initial GDP release for Q2 is going to be coming out too. So we'll talk about that in our next episode. Tune in next time for our thoughts on those two key events and hit the subscribe button if you want to be notified when each new episode is released. Until then, for Nationwide Market Insights... This is Brian Kirk information provided by Nationwide Economics is general in nature and not intended as investment or economic advice, or a recommendation to buy or sell any security or adopt any investment strategy. Additionally, it does not take into account any specific investment objectives, tax, or financial condition, or particular needs of any specific person. The Economic and Market Forecasts reflect our opinion as of the date of this report and are subject to change without notice. These forecasts show a broad range of possible outcomes. Because they are subject to high levels of uncertainty, they will not reflect actual performance. We obtain certain information from sources deemed reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or fairness. Nationwide and the Nationwide N and Eagle are service marks of the Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company. Copyright 2023 Nationwide.